0: Welcome to Wisconsin DNR's Wild Wisconsin Off the Record podcast. Information straight from the source.
1: Welcome back to another bonus episode of Wild Wisconsin Off the Record. I'm your host, DNR's Digital Media Coordinator, Katie Grant. At the DNR, one of the tools we use to better understand animal populations, such as eagles, deer, rattlesnakes, and more, is to simply count them. That's also the goal of the census that happens every 10 years to better understand our human population and where we all live. 2020 is a big year for a lot of things. We're celebrating the 50th anniversary of Earth Day and the Queen Air Act, the 30th anniversary of Wisconsin's recycling laws, and if you couldn't guess where this was going, the 2020 census. For this week's bonus episode, I sat down with Joanna beilman to learn why it's so important for you to participate and how it all works. So sit back and listen in.
0: I am Joanna beilman doolin and I am an employee at the Department of Administration. And what I do there is I am doing census coordination. The 2020 census is right around the corner, and it's so important for Wisconsin. And uh, I do whatever I can to help promote the census and answer questions about it. Fantastic. So let's just kind of start at the beginning. What is the census? Sure. The census is a count of our nation's population every 10 years. Article one, section two of the U.S. constitution mandates that our nation's population be counted. So we know where people live, what communities look like, and it helps inform a lot of really important decisions made at the federal level, state level, and even the local level. So how does it all work? In mid-March, about 95% of the nation's households are going to get a, an invitation in the mail. To participate in the census and when they get those invitations you can go online uh, to fill out your census online it's actually really exciting this is the first time ever that you can do the census online yay technology absolutely (laughs) yay technology Um, it's also mobile friendly fun fact Um, but so people will get an invitation in the mail to participate and hopefully everybody responds right away of course but um, folks as if they don't respond right away they'll continue to get a couple of reminders in the mail um, and then eventually a paper copy would come to them.
1: Okay. And then what if you don't fill out the paper copy?
0: Well, if you don't fill out the paper copy and you don't uh, fill it out online or by phone, which are the three ways you can fill it out, um, beginning in about May, uh, census takers will uh, be going door to door to uh, check in with folks and make sure that they are remembering that they need to fill out the census. It is uh, required under our constitution for every resident of the United States to participate. Uh, So they'll be going door to door to Um, connect with folks and follow up with people who haven't filled it out yet. We want to make sure that we get a full accurate count of everyone, because as I said before, it just makes such a difference in our nation's policies. Yeah. What kind of questions can you expect to be asked on the census? So there are a number of different demographic type questions. Uh, How many people live in your household? What are their names? Uh, What race, what uh, sex are people? questions of that nature. There's a lot of information that can be turned into statistics that can be useful later on. Um, Any responses that people give are not going to be personally identifiable down the road, Okay. and um, one question that's not on there actually is a citizenship question. There was a lot of discussion about this several months ago about whether there would or would not be a citizenship question. There is not.
1: Okay. Good to know. So how is all of this information used and why is it so
0: important that we participate? It is used in so many different ways. I'm so glad you asked that question. It will help guide the distribution of about $675 billion in federal funds. It will be used to determine how many different congressional seats uh, each state gets in the next uh, decade. Um, and it will also be used to help inform decisions that are made at the local level. It will be turned into demographic information that can be used by businesses trying to decide, should we expand? Should we relocate? Who are our customers? It will be used by, um, uh, you know, climate scientists and people making environmental policy decisions to look at where are different population centers and how are different governmental policies impacting people.
1: What are some of the
0: reasons that people sometimes choose not to participate? I'm really glad you asked that question because there are a lot of historically undercounted populations. Um, our goal, of course, every 10 years is to count and account for every single person living in the nation. But some folks might be hard to locate, hard to contact, maybe nervous about sharing their information with the government. Um, There are a wide range of historical reasons. There are a lot of um, more contemporary reasons as well. Um, and so we want to take opportunities like this to reach out to people and you know encourage them, ask them to respond, um, even if they're a little bit nervous. Mm-hmm. Um, census responses are protected and kept confidential by federal law. Um, your, inf- your responses that you provide to the census are not going to be shared with any outside agency, including other agencies of the government. They reside purely within the U.S. Census Bureau. Um, um, the Census Bureau will then turn that into statistical information that can be used, but they will never be releasing any personal, uh, personally identifiable information.
1: And they're not asking for things like your social security
0: number or your phone number or anything like that, right? They are wanting to get um, just demographic data. They're going to ask for your address, of course. Um, that helps the Census make sure that um, that they're getting. Everyone counted, but only counted once, Mm -hmm. Um, and they're asking for information that can just inform the decisions that are made about policy. They're not looking to find people and track people down. Perfect.
1: Let's do a little bit of census myth busting. What are some of the common
0: misconceptions of the census? Well, one is that it's an optional thing. It's actually required under the constitution. Um, Another is that there is going to be a citizenship question on the 2020 census there will not be. Um, those are really the big ones. Um, but another, another component that I want to bring up is, um, as I mentioned before, this is the first time that people can respond online. Um, I'll just put it out there. The sooner you respond online, the more you can make sure that, uh, that you don't get a phone call or a, you know, a door knock later. That's... That's a great
1: thing to keep in mind.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the Census Bureau wants to make sure that we're, that we're, you know, finding everyone and making sure that we have an accurate picture of what our communities look like. Right. But if you would rather not have someone come and knock on your door in May, June or July, filling out the, the census right away, um, is the best bet. Gets you ahead of that. Mm-hmm. So what
1: does the census mean for our state, both cities like Madison here and Milwaukee, but also, and maybe more importantly, for all of the small towns we have across Wisconsin?
0: Well, there are a lot of um, decisions that are informed by the data, as I mentioned before, there are also a lot of programs that are aimed for particular communities. And um, of the $675 billion that I mentioned that gets distributed in federal funding, some of those dollars, um, the, the government wants to aim toward, say, rural communities, and so knowing, you know, who is in particular communities and having an accurate picture of what do the communities here in Wisconsin look like, will be really important for that. I also want to say that policymakers and and you know advocates they rely on census data to. Um, help make sure that we're enforcing different equitable protections that exist in state law and federal law. Um, you know, the data really guides investments in communities and programs. And that's not just for large cities. That's not just for small towns. That's for every different type of community. Knowing, um, what does our community look like will just help us be able to make better, uh, decisions based on accurate data. Right. Right. So let's say. It's, I've, I've never participated in a census before. Is there anything I should know before I get into it? Well, you should know it's pretty quick, it's free, it's easy. And again, it's confidential. This is the first time that people can respond online. Um, we're really pushing that as, an, uh, as a response option. So um, if that's easy, go for it. It's mobile friendly. Um, you won't actually get a paper copy in the mail until uh, later in April. So, you may be expecting to get a paper copy right away. That's not going to happen this time since we have this neat online response mm-hmm. option. Um, I'll also say if you haven't responded to the census, you might be surprised at how many different language supports there are. Um, the census, for a lot of people, will sent to their house in English but there are actually 59 different language supports available through the Census Bureau and if you um, need that or would like that support you can call the toll-free number that will be in your census invitation letter. I'll also say that um, there are supports available for people with disabilities and so if you have a particular type of need for um, responding to the census um, with an say, an ASL interpreter, you can make that request, and um, the census bureau will uh, will help you in that way. Fantastic. Is there anything else that you think we need to know? Well, I think keeping the timeline in mind is really important. March 12th is the first day the census website goes live. That's the first day you might receive the census invitation letter in the mail. Um, Census day proper is April 1st, but you can be responding to the census. You can do your census response as early as March 12th. Um, So the sooner we all respond, then of course uh, the more accurate information we have. Wisconsin was actually number one in mail-in response rate 10 years ago. Oh, wow. Minnesota was a close second to us. So, um, we want to do everything we can to have that really fantastic response rate again, and to just make sure that we're counting everybody. Anyone who lives and sleeps in a household most of the time should be counted, um, in that, in that residence. Fantastic. Let's not, not let Minnesota beat us this year. Absolutely not. (laughs)
1: Learn more about participating in the 2020 census by visiting census.gov. We'll be back next week with more Inside Voices on Wisconsin's Outdoors. Thanks for listening.